0: This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation And welcome to episode 120 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am Lisa Nowakowski and I'm a technology coach in South Monterey County here in California. And I am Nancy Minikotsi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. And just a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. No, they don't. And today's coffee fact has to do with circadian rhythm, rhythms. Did you know that if you want to get the maximum boost from your caffeine, you should drink it when your cortisol production stops? And if you get up at 6.30 in the morning, like a lot of teachers do, that's typically between 9.30 to 11.30 or between 1.30 and 5 in the afternoon. So there you go. Our guest today is Stephanie Howell, who will be talking to us about coaching. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Howe. I'm an Instructional Technology Coordinator in Pickerington, Ohio, and I help teachers um, grow in whatever area they need to grow in. Um, so it's a lot of one-on-one coaching cycles and then some whole group, but I would say majority of my time is small group instruction with teachers. That is
0: awesome. So not all districts have coaches. What your role is instructional technology coordinator. What does that mean?
1: And it's so funny that you say that because I feel like in so many districts, there's not really a coach um, per se. It's like coordinator or teacher on special assignment or whatever. And I feel like all of those roles do look different. Um, And it was hard to like find a community of people that do a similar job. So the job can be isolating if you don't reach out um, and find your PLN. So my PLN I found on Twitter um, and it's Global GEG. And they've helped me grow so much as an educator. And it's really funny because when I talk to them, I'm like, well, what do you do as a coach? And it's something completely different than I might do. Um, But then you have these similarities of those um, common meetings that you do have with teachers that are meaningful. Um, Sometimes it is helping the teacher with tech support, even though that's not my role. And sometimes I have to say, put in a help desk ticket, the IT team will help you. But sometimes you don't because it helps you build a relationship with a teacher that you might not already have. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm a counselor, especially this year with the pandemic and all the different issues. So just listening to teachers and some of the home lives will break you of what they're dealing with. Um, Maybe their parents in the hospital, maybe they're going through some type of um, health issues in their own life. And so those will just really break your heart. And sometimes you need to be a counselor first. So I feel like the role just depends on the teacher for me and what that teacher needs at that moment. Same for our students. Um, If you're a really good teacher, you're going to meet the need of your student individually.
0: Exactly. And that changes from person to person and from moment to moment, because what one teacher needs today might not be the same thing that they need tomorrow. Right. So it's being aware of what the needs are for those people that we're supporting. Yeah, definitely. So can you share some of the ways in which um, as a coach you have, or as a counselor, uh, you have supported
1: teachers? Um, So some of the ways that I've helped teachers is, by doing different sessions for them. Um, So maybe it's right now through Google Meet because we can't meet as a whole group and just leading different PDs on new tech tools that we might have in our district or new ideas that they might need. Other times it's teachers just telling me a problem they have in their classroom and then working together to solve that problem. So let's try maybe this idea or um, whatever idea might be out there. Right now, the hot topic is um, Protocols and so those are so quick easy to use lessons that work for any subject and honestly they've saved so many teachers during this pandemic because teachers right now we're hybrid and so we have cohort a kids on monday cohort b kids on thursday and friday and it's been really hard to put meaningful lessons in front of the kids where edu protocols they're quick they're fast and they're pretty high level some of those protocols which i love because At the beginning of this pandemic, we were seeing a lot of um, lower recall type of questions, that kind of stuff. And with EduProtocols, it's been really helpful. So I've been just working with teachers and the engagement levels went up. Um, Just like with thin slides, they have five seconds to talk. Teachers were like, my kids aren't even talking this year, which was completely a problem we've never had in the past. Um, And so getting kids to talk five seconds with thin slides really helped my teachers build those students' confidence to have more enriched discussions now.
0: Well, that's a great um, thought about that because it's true. A lot of students who would normally not have a problem talking in class, when it's online, they're very hesitant to talk. And of course, Lisa's all excited about Edu Protocols because
1: she may or may not have a book coming out soon. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super excited about her book coming out. But really, I mean, it's just meeting with teachers. What need do they have? And what problem are they trying to solve? And then working together to brainstorm. One of the beautiful things about being a, a coach is you get to see so many amazing teachers. And what one teacher might be struggling with, another teacher has already mastered. And so I kind of steal from their classroom and say, why don't we try this? Um, I've seen it work with this group of students students, the subgroup, and just getting that mindset, I think, was the hardest thing at first was allowing teachers to know they can fail um, and we will figure it out together. That's that's really key
0: because they're afraid a lot of times to fail, especially in front of their students. We need to Let them know it's okay. And I also love what you said about saying, well, I've seen this technique work with other students. I think sometimes you get much more buy-in from teachers. If you say, well, your colleague down the hall does this and it really works for them, then they know it's doable. And especially as coaches, as Lisa points out, sometimes if we fail, that can, if we purposely fail, or even if it's not on purpose, I think having teachers see us as their teachers fail makes it okay
1: for them, right? Yeah, and I think too, asking the right questions, I noticed at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I gained two more buildings this school year and I didn't have a relationship with the teachers as I did in my other three buildings. And I was just talking to one of them like, hey, how are you doing? They're like, good. And I was like, are you really good? Because I've just talked to five other teachers And they're not good, you know, and just so like opening up those communications. And I was just like, I'm really struggling, you know, with this and getting them to feel comfortable with you to really share what problems they're dealing with in education.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's really important. So what are some of the best tips and tricks that you give to other coaches if they
1: ask you for advice? I think my first um, big tip would be to build relationships with your teachers You really want to build those relationships with teachers because once you do that, they will trust you and they will do whatever you ask them to do. And you can have those really hard, crucial conversations that you need to have with them. Um, So to do this, because I know building relationships might be a little, I don't know how to do that. Um, Being present really helps just going into different classrooms and looking at what they're doing and maybe going, hey, I saw you did this and using you know, this Google product might save you 10 minutes of that class time or doing this instructional strategy might really help you benefit um, rather than doing this practice. Um, so just looking at what they're doing and how can you help them but save them time also is what I like to do. And if you're present, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, I had a question for you but I didn't want to email you because I forgot. And then they have all these questions that they have to ask you. So I try to schedule like emergency time in my day where if a problem does arise, I have time. But if not, I'm able to walk around and just be present with teachers, which I know is really hard for a coach, but it's so meaningful. And then on February 22nd, I'm going to be doing a coaching session. Um, One of our teachers passed away last week and it was really hard. I was really close to her. She was the first teacher I ever coached. And so I'm going to do a session in honor of her. She taught me all my tricks and um tips. So I'm hoping that I can share those with other teachers.
0: Oh, I'm coaches. so sorry for your loss, but we will definitely, we have the link for the session and we will put it in the show notes. Um, and that's, that I'm sure she would be honored. That's really sweet. Um, yeah. One of the, I think being present is very important. One of the things that I used to do back in the day when we could actually be in the building is, um, is I used to bring teachers coffee. That was a big one or food of any mm-hmm. kind. <laughs> they really yeah, love and I think that. Too,
1: being, being virtual, how do you be present? Um, cause it is a different atmosphere. It's like, how do I come into your Google meet? You know, like in a r- physical classroom, I can just walk in. And so just finding those vocabulary words that you can do like, Hey, I really miss the kids. Can I just come in? Um, and just kind of making that an open door policy where they're willing to invite you into the Google Meet or meet with them or whatever you need to do. So, I try to offer like office hours where I would say, "Hey, come join me, you know, during this time I'll be on, but you really do have to figure out how you're going to be present virtually."
0: <laughs> it's challenging. Um we offered games once a month during our office hours and had a lot of people come in and we would showcase a tech tool during that time mm-hmm. in the game. But I like your, I like your idea of saying, Oh, I miss the kids. Can I come in? It's good. <laughs> so what, what feedback have you gotten from the teachers about coaching? Because like you said, it, it can be hard to get teachers to change their ways, especially if they don't trust you. And even if they do sometimes. Um, so have you, what, what feedback have you gotten? What have you heard? about coaching.
1: So one of my friends um, his name's Hans on Twitter, he posted the best feedback to know if a coach is doing their job is from their teachers. And so if your teachers aren't telling you that they appreciate you and how much you have helped them this school year, then you're probably doing something wrong because they will let you know if you are making a difference in their life. Um, I also think you can kind of see the growth in teachers. You get to kind of be, you know, sit kind of back and watch everything. So just looking back four years ago, where this teacher was to where she is now. Like right now, some of my teachers would not have survived the pandemic if they didn't take those baby steps four years ago. Um, and now they're creating you know, all these videos. They're willing to try different things to engage students to come on their Google Meets. They're willing to do whatever they can um, to really push learning for students. And I think it's so true that you can watch what a teacher says to see what next steps um, you need to take as a coach. And if you're present, you'll know if you're doing a good job too.
0: So again, the importance of being present. So not all districts have coaches. Like, I mean, the three of us are coaches, so we're very lucky, but I know Lisa's district, Lisa just started being a coach this year. Her district didn't have any coaches prior to that. And a lot of districts have lost their coaches. I started in a new district because my district was eliminating coaching positions. If a district doesn't have coaches, what would you say to them to help them see the advantages that coaches bring to
1: a district? I think you really have to look at the research that a coach can bring and it is the right person. Um, I've seen some people coach really poorly and that can really hurt teachers. It can be a waste of a position if you're not doing it correctly. Um, So I highly recommend the Google certified coaches um, program. They have a really good curriculum that walks through like the five step coaching cycle and what it takes to be a Google coach um, or certified coach or what um, whatever you want to call the title. And it just walks through how to do those different things. And there's so much research behind why coaching can work um, if it's done correctly. And so I think for me, I'm able to share stories of teachers and their transformation that they've done in the classroom because of the different steps. Um, And I think whenever you can share stories with your school and if you're looking to be a coach, start coaching now even as a teacher, working as a leader in your TBT, um, teacher-based team or working, giving free PD out. I know it's a lot of extra work but if that's the path that you wanna go, really taking that step up to be a teacher leader I think will really help.
0: That's definitely key. Um, And that is our timer, actually. So perfect timing on that. Um, Is there anything that you would like to add in final ideas or
1: wrapping up? The only thing I would like to add is um, if you're not familiar with Global GEG, double or check it out. Um, It's a great resource, especially if you're looking to coach. They have a um, EC Open Chat, which is part of the Google Certified Coaching kind of program. It's like a subgroup of us. And they are helping coaches go through the curriculum. It's a very supportive and willing to share resources with other people. So it's a great community.
0: Well, thank you. And we will put a link to that in the show notes as well. So thank you, Stephanie, for coming on. This was really terrific. And I hope you've inspired some people to get started on their coaching journey. Thank you to our listeners for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Our comment question today is, how do your coaches support you? And if you don't have coaches, what advantages would you see in having them? And don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. And please help others find us by rating and leaving a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on our show or know someone um, that we should have on, please visit TLC.ninja and complete the contact form and let us know.